Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fear not. The Rutgers Scoutcast isn't dead yet. Uh, episode 57 has arrived after a week that we spent on assignment with an undisclosed injury. Let's let's just put it that way. The show is back, and we're going to continue to try and give you shows every Friday. This Friday, as you're listening, probably, maybe over the weekend, podcasts can be listened to whenever, so maybe you're listening to this two years from now. Rutgers Scoutcast is here, episode 57 is here, and the theme of the last week is fundraising. Sure, there's a lot to talk about on the Rutgers football field, and Scout National Recruiting Analyst Brian Doan will join the show later to break down spring football with myself, talk about getting ready for the spring game, the bigger storylines, maybe some recruiting stuff. But first, this show is going to be about fundraising, and and next show might be about fundraising too because, yeah, I could focus on just about anything Rutgers related to do this show, but why not focus on something exciting and something positive? It doesn't get a whole lot more positive than raising four hundred grand in 24 hours like Rutgers did with some fun social media action Sunday through Monday. If you're internet savvy enough to listen to this show, to find us on iTunes or Stitcher, please subscribe and give us a rating to keep these shows coming if you haven't yet. I appreciate that. Or if you're streaming on Scarlet Report as one of our members, you probably already know about this Twitter campaign. You already know that Pat Hobbs is on Twitter. You already know that Rutgers raised a ton of money and it's Thanks to Jeff and Amy Towers, uh, the Garuti family, both of them matched donations. And the final numbers were impressive. Almost as important, we'll discuss this in the interview in a second, but I think 252 new donors to the Our Big Ten Build campaign. New donors are just as important as raising money because it widens your base and who knows when that that guy or girl that's given $100 a month hits the gold mine and they decide to start giving $1,000 a month. That That's what getting new donors is about. So I'm not going to go too long with this open because the interview went a little longer than the interviews that you're used to. My guest is John Newman. He's a Rutgers fan. He does a lot in public relations. You probably have seen him on Twitter. He's a member of our Scarlet Report family and he was one of the the voices of this fundraising campaign. Uh, John likes to talk and I like to listen to him talk. So it's a bit of a longer interview than normal. We talk about the fundraising aspect and then chat about this and that for a few minutes afterwards. But as, as John will tell you, he's just an advocate. He's the advocate for this as someone that's pretty good at social media and drumming up excitement. Uh, A lot of thanks in the Rutgers community would go out to like I mentioned, the Towers and the Garuti families for putting up the money and the R Fund campaign for helping it take the next step after things got started. Let's put it that way. After we hear from John, who was on the show last year as well, talking about similar topics, 
Brian Doan will join the show, and I believe we'll be focusing on spring practice before we open up the mailbag and close out another successful Rutgers scout cast. Please note that from now on, the best way to contact me about the show, whether it's questions about the show or questions for the mailbag, it's still at Sam Hellman Scout on Twitter, and the best way to do it is through the Scarlet Report forums, premium members, you come first. One of the reasons we didn't have a show last week is because I owe our members first before I owe anyone that I'm giving this out to for free. But if you'd like to email me anything about the show, there's a new email address. It is sthelman at gmail.com. My uh, scout email address has been 86 as a part of our transition into CBS. There will probably be some sort of CBS email address coming soon, but for now, sthelman at gmail.com. Enough plugs about me. Here is my conversation with John Newman. Make sure to toss him a thanks and tell him you enjoyed listening to him so he knows he didn't waste part of his vacation time with another Virginian like myself. Here's John. He's back, and he's better than ever. It is uh, John Newman's second time on the Rutgers ScoutCast. John, it's been about a year since we've had you on the show. It's been a busy year in a lot of ways, but I don't think that you've been much busier than you were this week with a with a certain Twitter campaign. How are you holding up? Are your, your thumbs tired? Yeah, my thumbs are tired. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And the most important thing is there was a lot of, a lot of money raised and a lot of momentum built for the big build campaign, obviously. So, um, And it was very spur-of-the-moment, impromptu, no planning. It just happened, and as you know, those are the best things that happen on social media when they just happen, and that's exactly what happened over the last couple of days. For listeners that don't know, and honestly, if you listen to this podcast, I'm stunned that you weren't following this on Twitter because you have to be a little bit tech-savvy. Rutgers raised... $200,144.88 in a 24-hour period. John Newman, who you can follow, at John New, J-O-N-N-E-W. You were kind of the harbinger of getting everyone organized, but a lot of people were involved, everyone from athletic director Pat Hobbs to some prominent donors, Jeff and Amy Towers, the Garuti family. Did, am I right in saying that you started this? Because I didn't see anything until you tagged me on Twitter about this thing. Yeah, so what happened was I was watching the Masters uh, early in the round, like around 2.30 on Sunday afternoon, and Jeff Towers tweeted, uh, Adidas had tweeted that they are something like one of the hottest brands now in the world. They're releasing a new sneaker. So Jeff tweeted the fact that, you know, Rutgers is obviously now involved with the hottest sneaker brand, and doesn't that mean we should all rally around it? And included my... Uh, uh, handle at John New in the tweet basically saying, what do you think, John New? And I tweeted back to him, basically, I think we should start a 24-hour person uh, to raise money for Big Build. And very quickly afterwards, uh, he direct messaged me and said, that's a great idea, we should do that. And I've been sitting here with Amy, his wife, and we've decided to do a match. And then he told me what the amount was, and my mouth hit the floor. And I said, that's very uh, generous of you, because he had said they wanted to match it up to $100,000. 
And then he said, let me call Ron Garuti and see if he will match. And about 20 minutes later, I get another direct message saying, uh, hey, Ron is going to match. And in the meantime, Jeff had already put on Twitter that he would match the 100. And with Ron matching at 100, there was a little bit of confusion there as to whether it was going to be a two-for-one match or a one-for-one match. But the main goal of it was to try and get more donors, as many new donors into uh, into the till, so to speak. And uh, the best way to do that was to take their 200,000 combined and to match the 200,000 on a one-to-one just with new donors. And the amount, the goal obviously was to get the full match, which was raising 200,000 in 24 hours, which then turned into basically 30 hours because the two of them decided they wanted to extend it into 8 o'clock p.m. that second day. That's really how it happened, and just took off virally from there. Every good salesperson knows that you announce you announce the time that it ends, and then it magically extends by five or six hours. That may may or may not happen with every scout promotion that I've run over the last six years. Uh, you you mentioned new donors, and according to at Pat Hobbs are you, which we'll get to, two hundred and forty five new donors out of this. And, John, the first time you were on this show, you talked about how new donors is almost more important than the actual number raised because it builds your donor base. 245, that's that's a lot. That's a pretty good job by you guys. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, I think going into this, Rutgers had a little bit more than 2,000 donors to the Big Build campaign. So in, you know, 30 hours, the overall effort increased that number of new donors by 10%, which is pretty amazing. The other thing that's really important to mention here is how quickly the folks at our front, Rich Knopp, Maggie Long, uh, Marco Battaglia, Andy Sifty, that whole crew hopped onto this. Rich saw what was going on on Twitter and quickly reached out to us and said, okay, we're in. We're going to send out emails. We're going to get the team together. And by Monday morning... They were on the phone sending emails, reaching out to some big donors, potential donors that had not don- donated before and were sitting on the fence and basically saying, look, if you're ever going to you know, do something, do it because your money will be doubled just by the fact that you're giving. So a lot of work, a lot of people you know, sent in $10 at a time, some people even like $4 at a time, but there were some big donors that that crew who you know, works very hard every day and has been cultivating this new donor base, this big donor base, um, really, you know, hit it hard. And they brought in a lot of those people who've been sitting, you know, on the sidelines. So I think it's the combination of the match, which obviously people get everybody excited, you know, the deadline, and then also all the work that, you know, they've been doing traveling, meeting with people, all that kind of stuff. It all sort of came together very nicely. So they did an incredible job. And, you know, people don't see those people every day, but they're the ones that are really sort of growing the fan base every single day. And and you're okay with them stealing all the credit from you for getting this thing started? No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all I do is tweet, Sam. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned a lot of the Rich Nup, all those guys. They're... People don't realize that they're on the road all the time. If there's a Rutgers Road event, odds are they're setting up some kind of get-together or alumni event with 
whether it's the Big Ten tournament, I know they had a bunch of you guys, and I popped in uh, at one of the bars next to the Verizon Center. They'll they'll meet individually with donors on road trips. They're all over the place, so I'm sure that they appreciated being able to do something to raise so much money sitting at their computers for once. You know, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned that. I think a couple of those guys were actually with some donors, potential donors of Yankee Stadium at a game that day. Of course. And we're able to go out, meet with them, and say, look, if you commit today, this will, your donation will be matched. But they are constantly, you know, I think the way they work is they all have territories that they cultivate and, uh, you know, really reaching out to not only the folks in the New York, New Jersey area, but, you know, as this goes on all over the country because, I think, you know, as we throw the number out, I think Rutgers has something like, you know, 450,000 living alumni out there. Um, each one of them is a potential donor uh, to the university and also to Rutgers Athletics. So trying to, you know, hit as many of them as possible is really important getting the word out there. So while I have you, John, you're, you're not just a, a guy on Twitter that helps raise money. You're a Rutgers fan. You have been for a while. Uh, I like that you're from Virginia because everyone knows that the Commonwealth is is wonderful. Uh, what do you think of just following what Rutgers has been up to, whether it's in basketball, in lacrosse, uh, in the football year two under Chris Ash? How are you feeling as a general Rutgers fan right now? Yeah, I think a lot of momentum is being built. Uh, you know, we were, you and I were very happy that the Big Ten tournament was in sort of our backyard up yes. in D.C. this year, and we were able to go up there and not have to travel, at least I didn't have to travel nearly as far as I used to. I was able to reconnect with a whole bunch of folks there, even really feel the momentum. I was at the Ohio State game, so that was a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of momentum being built there. Obviously, which, what Coach Brecht is doing with the lacrosse team, having them ranked number one in the country you know, for that week was great. He actually DM'd me last night, was very excited about the uh, fundraising effort and is very excited about their game coming up this weekend against Maryland. I think they need to win at least one of the next couple of games to get into the Big Ten tournament and hopefully get into the NCAA tournament. And I think we all realize that they're really a year ahead of schedule given some of the injuries that they've had and he's coming back next year. So that's been exciting. Uh, you know, I think as we look at it, at least right now, each season we have at least one really good team representing in the in the fall. It's women's soccer. In the winter, um, you know, or in that early winter period, it's wrestling and then men's lacrosse. And they're sort of creating the base as, um, you know, the revenue sports start moving in the right direction. We saw a lot of that uh, this year, men's basketball and you know, I think from what I'm seeing, from your reporting, and from what I'm reading about football, everything is faster, bigger, you know, everybody's more with the program this year in spring practice. Obviously, there are a lot of players who are out, and a lot of players coming in, new recruits coming in, a lot of excitement out of that in, the, you know, in, in July and August, to really see what the team looks like during, you know, uh, preseason practice, but I think there's a lot of progress being made. Love some of the additions to the coaching staff. I think that's going to add a lot to football. And, you know, again, tough schedule. It's brutal in the division that we're in in the Big Ten. But I think there are some wins on the schedule. And, you know, recruiting is about to kick in in a big way, as you know. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there 
as Chris keeps on, you know, building towards what he eventually wants to build. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that fans are seeing, fans that pay attention, fans that subscribe to Scarlet Report, uh, I think the big things that they're taking away right now is, one, people are getting it more off the field. You know, you're seeing guys like Kamoko Ture, like the running backs get praise, whereas last year they kind of were scoffed at or, or received criticism. And then the other is, these freshmen that are coming in are definitely going to play, and Chris Ash couldn't make that any more obvious. Now, John, I, I, I have my big three questions, but since you're a returning guest, you can't answer them again. So I just made up three questions on the spot for you to, to close this out. So you've talked before about who your favorite Rutgers athlete of all time is on this show, but I'm curious, Rutgers athletes right now, who's your favorite one to watch? Terry uh, Grant, just because of what he can do on the field. Um, CJ Davis was like, you know, a breath of fresh air for the basketball team. Um, you know, uh, it's unfortunately he was only there for one year, and hopefully um, Coach can bring somebody else in, um, you know, pretty quickly that can, can take this play, his place. And just overall watching the men's lacrosse team and seeing, you know, them develop really quickly over the last couple of years, you know, Brian had a two, three years that were rough at the beginning, and then you know the switch came on last year, and then really kicking this year. Uh, I have a daughter who's into lacrosse, and we watch those games together, and it's a lot of fun doing that. Now you uh, you live in the Richmond area. You are not at Rutgers or around Rutgers probably as much as you'd like to be. What do you miss most about Rutgers campus? You know, I really, I, you know, I joked with my wife that you know next year. I want to get back for some of the, you know, touch point events. Like, I really missed uh, not being up there for football signing day and what what they're doing. I mean, when I went to school, you know, people, you know, wasn't anywhere what it is now. Now you have an event around it. But just the camaraderie, I've made a lot of friends over the years, obviously. So just being there when everyone else is there, I miss that. So I'm trying to be more intentional about coming up. I'm coming up for the spring game this year. I didn't do that last year. But just being more intentional about all of that. And, um, you know, um, I also, I explained, we have, I had a conversation the other night, because uh, my daughter's looking at colleges right now, about the food at college campuses. And we were very fortunate to have a grease truck parked right in front of our dorm. I don't know if that's fortunate or not, but back in the day, they were, like, actually in front of the dorm. So, you know, those are the things you really miss about campus. Now, uh, for listeners, you can feel free and skip ahead 90 seconds to our conversation with Brian Doan if you don't want to hear this, but John, like myself, is a professional wrestling expert, so I ask you, John, with your expertise in the business, which Rutgers athlete or coach do you think would have the best future in professional wrestling? Without a doubt, Kenny Parker. Oh, I like that. You know, the intensity, the size, you know, I'm sure that he can cut a promo with the best of them. And, uh, you know, he, uh, I'd love to see him up against, like, Mark Henry or the Big Show or even Braun Strowman, you know, to bring it up to today. I, I think that, you know, that, that is WrestleMania worthy, I think. As a uh, former Iowa Hawkeye, I'd love to see uh, Coach Blazik join the New Day and uh, former Iowa defensive lineman Big E Langston, personally. Yeah, no question, no question. Although, you know, we need someone to join JR with, like, an Oklahoma connection so they can play 
play the boomer sooner music as they come out. That would be a lot of fun, too. All right, John. Well, thanks for indulging my wrestling conversation, and thanks for joining us today on the program. Yeah, and for everybody, remember Pat Hobbs on Twitter now as a direct result of what we just did <laughs> over the last couple of days. So it's at Pat Hobbs, are you? I think he's already up to, and we're recording this a couple of days before you run it, but in like a couple of hours, he's got more than 500 followers on Twitter already. So, um, by the time this runs, I'm sure it'll be into the thousands, and uh, little does he know what he's getting into. Yeah, I've been trying to get Pat on Twitter for about a year, and you did it in 24 hours. Nice job. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of me and a lot of Jeff Towers. So Fair. You see who actually has all the uh, influence there, Robbie Street. All right, thanks, John. Thank you. Take care, Sam. Continuing on with the Rutgers Scout cast, now we welcome Scout National Recruiting Analyst Brian Doan to the program. It's almost spring game time. Brian, I know you can't wait for the big and rich concert for the spring game, but then afterwards there's some real football to be played. You looking forward to the game, Brian? When is it and who are big and rich? Exactly. <laughs> I, I think that that echoes the sentiments of uh, quite a few Rutgers fans, unfortunately, but the spring game is coming up. We've had our last open session of practice before the spring game. Isn't the spring game in 10 days? Yep. Or in a week or in eight days, whatever? Correct. Okay. And we've heard from Chris Ash for the last time before the spring game as well. Now it's just kind of grinding through the last week of practice, trying to stay as healthy as you can and trying to put something on the field for that spring game. I I think that, for me, the disappointment of the spring game is Chris Ash going on a Big Ten conference call and talking about how Gio Rossigno is by far and away the number one quarterback right now. Because it took away a big element of intrigue for me for the game. I don't put much in it. I don't really care about a spring game. It is vanilla-based defense, base offense. You're not going to see a bunch. But I at least wanted to see what happened with the quarterbacks, how the reps were divvied up, And also, could Zach Allen make some nice throws? Does he get rid of the ball quickly? To where it gives us intrigue heading into training camp. Now the only intrigue is how far along is Jonathan Lewis two weeks into training camp to be able to play? Or are you talking about going another year with Gio or at least another month in September with Gio until Jonathan Lewis is ready? Right. Well, part of the intrigue with quarterbacks is it would have been nice to at least see Tyler Oden do some stuff in a game-like environment. There was know? no chance of that. <laughs> right. I, I was surprised he made it back in January. I, I was too, and there's a reason why we listed his brother, a 2018 recruit, as so far down in charting the offers. So Rutgers said goodbye to Tyler Oden a couple weeks ago. It's It's been discussed. Rutgers is down to two scholarship quarterbacks. Jonathan Lewis coming in will be the third. I Personally, I think that Jonathan Lewis will challenge Rochino, but I don't think he's going to take Gio's job, at least for the first couple of weeks. But you said it about the spring game, and it's quarterback. The last time that I actually took something tangible away from a spring game was in 2009, and that's because it was the first week that Mohamed Sanu, a early enrolled freshman, moved over from safety to wide receiver, and he killed it. And that was the last time where I was like, wow, I actually learned something watching this game, that this Sanu guy is going to be a pretty good receiver. Since then, you know, it's just 
stay healthy. If they're doing spring awards, great. Chris Ash didn't do it last year, and I mean, you know, if they do them this year, right? Who cares? cares? They don't mean anything in terms of playing time. The spring game really should just be about having a good time, tailgating, and yeah, seeing hanging old, out, yeah, and seeing old friends. That that's what it's about. And like you and I, will go hang out. We'll tailgate for a bit. I'll bring some corn and broccoli for you. I would say there's what a ten percent chance you go to the spring game. Oh, it's not that high. Exactly. I mean, there's there's no reason to go. Plus, we have Nike, or I have Nike down in uh, Washington D.C. on the twenty third. Um, so for me, getting down there and, and seeing kids in shorts and T-shirts, which is not my favorite environment, but it does start to give you a glimpse into some of the athleticism of some kids. For me, that, that's really important to go check that out, just like I was able to see a couple of Rutgers targets the last two weekends on a 7-on-7 scene. It doesn't mean they can play, but when you watch a 7-on-7, it'll tell you who can't play. That is true. Uh, that That kind of transitions us into part two of the news for this week, and that's Talking about quarterback recruiting, it is the hot topic, and it, it comes up, you know, every time a guy with a Rutgers offer commits elsewhere, whether that was Artur Sikowski or whether that was recently Devin Leary. I get that people continue to have the question, well, who, who's the guy? Who are they going after? Well, they're they're going after a lot of guys, and they're keeping their options open, and until you can actually get on the road, meet their coaches, see them work out, why do you have to have a top option? Because it's you're not going in with all the information you need to make a decision on a quarterback at this point. That's a really good point by you. I'm sorry to see that you got your good point out of the way early this year. Right. But a really good point because at this time last year, I think Shelton Applewhite was the number one quarterback on Rutgers board. For 2018. For 2018. Yes. And now I don't know if Shelton Applewhite's on anybody's board. And then it was Sitkowski and he transfers to IMG and goes to Miami, which I think he went to Miami. He, he would have gotten there even if he didn't go to I IMG. Agree. Loves Mark Richt, what they do with quarterbacks. So you're looking at a bunch of different things in terms of evaluating quarterbacks. And I've mentioned this on the board once or seven times, that Jonathan Lewis is coming here to be the quarterback of the future. So you're recruiting the next quarterback to a bad program. With everybody saying, well, I know they don't have depth there, but you're not going to play because Jonathan Lewis is the guy. So it makes it a little more difficult. On top of that, and this is one thing that I'm still trying to get my my head around fully on, what they want in a quarterback is so different than what you're used to seeing in quarterback. And what I mean by that is I went and watched Patrick Holly from the Hun School throw at a 7-on-7 over the weekend. I believe he was a Bergen Catholic before the Hun School. And he looked good. He, he looked a lot better there than when I saw him on tape his junior year. Better arm strength, you know, quicker release, was accurate in a 7-on-7 setting. But he's a stationary guy. He's not a dual-threat guy. So immediately... A guy that you think is a half hour from campus or 20 minutes from campus isn't really, even though I think if they were running a pro set, he could be the guy. He's not the guy anymore. Um, So then you look at, you know, the guy that we like to call Real Madrid coming in 
from California yeah, to he visit. He should be on campus as you're yeah. listening. If you listen to it the day it drops, yes. you never know with visits. We'll see. Yeah, and, and air fair, and I mean, with you know, Ruck- and Rutgers, Rutgers isn't right. his only visit out right. on the East Coast either. Right, and so, but you're you're trying to take your time through this, and I, I said in the Q and A, I don't think they'll have a quarterback until late June, maybe early July, because they're going to have to go out and evaluate kids and. They're going to go out April 19th to schools. Not going to go to a lot of them because a lot of the New Jersey schools are on spring break. So we'll hit some New York ones, a few Jersey ones. They won't get on the road in a big way until after the spring game. And you'll see more kids. You'll be able to evaluate a lot more quarterbacks. And I'm in agreement with you. I don't understand what the rush is to get the quarterback. Devin Leary, as they got to know him and he got to know Rutgers, both of them thought that is not a good fit, and that's fine. You can't sit there and start complaining that he went to NC State. Um, you know, if, if he went to Penn State, which would run a similar offense with the quarterback moving, I get it. But what's wrong with them looking at somebody and saying, you know what, that's not a fit? And what's wrong with the kid looking and saying, that's not a fit? It's not that he didn't like the coach. It's not a fit. And so, yeah, you take your time and you be prudent because – this isn't a running back where you can go get two of them in a class. You get this quarterback. The depth is awful at quarterback. You need to make sure you're getting somebody that can run your system and you're comfortable with, and it's going to take some time. Yeah, and again, this is nothing against Devin Leary. You have him as the top quarterback in the state. He's a four-star. I've, I've said here a bunch of times, I've said it on scarletreport.com as well, I personally, I like Leary more than I like Sikowski. Like, I think he's a really good player, but... You know, you, you you might not like the current Rutgers offense or how they're recruiting or whatever, but it, it doesn't fit what they want to do, and they're going to find a guy that they want. And whether that is a guy like Nick Patty or Johnny Langan or one of the local guys, maybe they show something good in spring evaluation, great. Otherwise, I th- agree with you. I think that if you're getting a April or a May commitment at quarterback, it's probably going to be someone local that they've seen before. Otherwise... You know, you're hitting kids in Texas and California and Florida. You're going to want to get them to come to camp and sell them in a camp setting, and that doesn't take place until June. And it takes time. You know, we spoke about Tylen Odom before, and you have to be careful with quarterbacks. Now, they were in a tough spot because they wanted to stick with Anthony Russo, and Anthony Russo obviously did not feel comfortable with the staff, and so he went to Temple. And so they were scrambling for a quarterback, and they had just a couple weeks to get a quarterback into the fold. They get a kid into the fold who, I mean, how else do you put it? You don't get dismissed because you're a model student and a model teammate. All right, continuing here with Brian Doan, Scout National Recruiting Analyst, now with me via satellite after... We both had some pretty busy Thursdays between recording sessions. Brian, it is mailbag time, and this week mailbag means Rutgers basketball, your favorite topic. You excited to talk a little hoops? I love Rutgers basketball. Well, love it. yeah, they're, they're on the upswing, and the question this week came from one of our premium members who asked about the one and the only Corey Sanders, and... I'm paraphrasing here, but the question was basically, why would Corey Sanders declare for the NBA, and why are people talking like he's going to come back? Um, 
I mean, we can both weigh in on this, but you've covered a lot of guys that have declared for drafts in your time. What do you think about Corey Sanders doing it a second time? It makes complete sense. Here's what I, here's the best way I can put it to people. Let's say you're looking for a place to go on vacation, and you think you know where the vacation spot is, but you can't go on vacation in July when you want to. You're not going to have time to go on vacation in July. So they tell you in May, come down for a week. We'll pay for it all. No expenses, no strings attached. Just come down for a week in May free. That's what Corey Sanders is doing. There's no strings attached. You get to work out. You get feedback from NBA personnel um, how to improve your game. You get to train hard and play in a competitive environment. And then at the end of the day, you come back to Rutgers because we all know you're not good enough yet to go to the NBA. Yeah, I mean... I think, it's, I, I think it would be foolish not to do it. I, I agree. I, I think that he... Perception-wise, it, th- it doesn't look great when you declare for the draft for a second year or the first time you got no interest. But if there's no if there's no consequences, you know why not? Maybe you get to go go work out with the New York Knicks, or you can go down to Florida where you're from and hang out with the Orlando Magic for a while. You know why why not? And I guess the the second part of the question is about Corey Sanders coming back. Well. I mean, you and I probably both expect him to come back. I do. I know Rutgers does. Corey Sanders does. But it is college basketball. So there's, of course, that 5-10% chance he doesn't come back. But it won't be for the NBA. It makes sense to me to do it. Look, maybe he goes and plays in Turkey. I don't know. China, Uruguay, wherever. Make some tax-free money. That's fine. But at the end of the day, going through this NBA stuff makes him a better player. Because he'll get some feedback, and Steve Peichel, Carl Hobbs, or whomever, maybe saying, work on this, work on this. It's like coaching your kid. You coach your kid, you tell him what to do. He looks at you and says, eh, whatever. Doesn't do it. And then he goes to a camp. The guy running the camp tells your kid the same thing. He's like, yeah, I'm going to try that. You know, Yeah, you must be right. It's the same deal. You just need a different voice to hear it sometimes, and, and maybe that's what motivates you to get better in that area. And no, I'm not talking about personal experience about coaching your kid and him not listening to you and then sending him to a camp where they tell him the same thing. No personal agenda. And no personal agenda in the fact that I would assume that your kids are probably listening on the, that phone line right now. Well, they are on spring break. Spring break. Okay, uh... Going off topic, Brian, the question is regarding the upcoming spring game. I know you're very excited for it, and we've already discussed that Big and Rich will be performing. Uh, you and I have, I think that between the two of us, we can name zero of their songs. But the, the question is that if we were Pat Hobbs, if we were the athletic director, who would we realistically try to get to perform before the spring game to bring in the fans? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's an issue when you have to bring in, you know, you have to bring in acts to a spring game to get people interested. The idea is you build it around the football team, not around some entertainment thing. So to me, that's the first issue. Who would I get? Shoot, man, I'd be selfish. I'd go get Green Day. Have them come in and pump some music. They'd get the place jumping. You'd, you'd get it sold out. Um, yeah, my, my pick would be Green Day. I'm sure that that's fiscally responsible, too. 
Uh, yeah, when when you have a head coach talking a week before the spring game about how they might not even have contact in the game, talking about how some of the star players like Kamoko Ture are going to be seriously limited the rest of spring. Like, I get it. I get why a lot of people might not be excited about the spring game. But like we said earlier, it, it's never about the football. It's about going to hang out at your alma mater in a lot of cases. Or if you're a fan of a school, it's about going to hang out, having a good time, and spending a Saturday with people. And I guess if, if I'm an athletic director, I'm not thinking about myself because, mo- well, frankly, most of the people that I listen to musically are dead. You know, I, I would love to bring Johnny Cash to come perform, but it's not happening. So wow, I get... If you could get Johnny, if you could get Johnny Cash to come perform, I'd be all for that. All right, so my answer will be hologram Johnny Cash. You know, they, they do it with uh, Michael Jackson and stuff, so let's get a hologram Johnny Cash to come perform. At Rutgers, I'm sure that would go over huge with the 18-year-olds. Well, I mean, it'll be better than, I don't even know if Big Rich, is it Big and Rich? I, I don't know if that's two people, one people, a group, I, I have no idea what it even is. Look, I don't know, but I, I know there are a lot of country fans at, at Rutgers, I know that from my time there. I just hope that with Big and Rich, I hope Pat Hobbs spends most of his time with Rich and not with Big. He needs to get some more donors, and maybe Rich can help him out. Oh, that is a good call by you. All right, well, that is the that is the mailbag, and that is the end here of Rutgers ScoutCast 57. Brian, you get the last word. What, what, do, you, what do you got to say? Can we please just get the spring game over with? Let's get to the camp circuit, see what's out there, and just everybody relax with recruiting. There's ebbs and flows. Relax. I wrote this the other day. I'm, I'm stealing the last word from you here. But Rutgers signed more Scout 300 kids last year than the last four years combined. So try not to live in that day-to-day bubble and, and keep the big, big picture in mind. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.